If you didn't think we had enough new information to warrant an entire part two on dyslexia, well, you'd be right. Because despite the title, this episode is filled with quite a bit of fluffery, with some facts about dyslexia sprinkled in along the way. In part two, Kristen educates us about the similarities and differences between dyslexia and ADHD, the real world implications of having both, and why it's important to know that you're dyslexic, even if you can't go back in a time machine and relearn how to read. Plus, Grace teaches you how to clean your weighted blankets. Kristen gets swept up in a moxie parade. We chat about our current TV show, book, and podcast obsessions. And we finally give the people what they want with some always popular red hot dog talk. They said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them. That's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, If you forgot why you came in this room, or you're hypersensitive to touch, then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock. Bitches stimming together, we're weirds of a feather. Weirds of a feather. You ready to start? Yeah. Okay. I didn't put my stage directions in, but oh. I, I think I got it. I got right, it. You got I it. I got it. I've done I've done this before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Welcome to <laughs> what you, you forgot the name of the podcast? <laughs> that shouldn't have to be in stage, stage directions. Stage right. Um <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Weirds of a Feather, an ADHD adjacent podcast. I'm your host, Grace. And I'm your host, Kristen. You gave it your best shot. I <laughs> We're off to a good start. Got a little stage fright, yeah. but I'm good now. No, I've, 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 I'm good. You're back on track. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Do you have a warm up question for us? Oh shoot! I thought of a warm up question last night while I was watching Fascinated Fungi for the fourth time, and I was like, "Don't fucking forget this." God damn it! Why would you rely on your memory? Write it down. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> I didn't have my phone right next to me. I didn't oh. want to reach to the coffee table. Oh my god! I know. All right. Yeah. When you say you're proud of someone, you say I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. But shouldn't it be I'm proud for you? Doesn't that make more sense? So this like, is more of like just a grammatical discussion. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, like shouldn't doesn't that make more sense? I'm proud of you or I'm proud for you. Like I feel proud because of something that you did. So I am proud for you, even if you're not proud of yourself. Yeah, I guess that could work. I don't know if of you is incorrect. I guess it, I guess it's more like which one is more correct? <laughs> which one is correcter? Uh proud for you. I don't know. The medical students will understand that joke. They we always have like tests that are like which is the most correct answer and you're like god damn it. I hate those. They're all correct. But which one is the most correct? It depends on the situation. But I guess I guess that's like the whole point. But anyway, that's how the praxis was. Where yeah. it's like you can't just get you know learn the gist of it. It's like you have right. to know you what's the know. best answer. And I guess it's like you're dealing with people's lives, which so you <sighs> probably know. I'm like, not. That's very annoying. 
Well, I don't really have a definitive answer for you on that one. So let's just put it out there for the listeners, I guess. Yeah, listeners, let us know which one is more correct. I'm proud of you. Is proud the of you one. or proud for you? Which one should be you. more correct? I guess they have different meanings. I'm proud for you. Yeah. Would mean more, I want you to... I'm feeling pride for, for you, you, and I want you to take it, and now you embody that pride. Right, right, right. And I'm proud of you. Makes it more about me. I'm proud of you. I am. I think they say the same thing, but one just sounds, one we're used to, I think proud for you is I am proud for you. Like, you wouldn't say I'm happy of you. You'd say I'm happy for you. Yeah, so you're proud, I'm proud for you. Yeah. I'm sad for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm sad. You wouldn't say I'm sad of you. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't I, it make? It, I it, agree. You know yeah. what? You've won me over. <laughs> Doesn't it make more sense? Yeah, I guess it does because, yeah, pride. Uh, I guess pride, pride is a feeling, right? I guess it's a little different from an emotion. Where are our English majors? We can't go into. <laughs> we can't go down the rabbit hole of. Listeners, the grammar behind pride versus sadness. We're gonna do a poll question about this because we need to. But we don't. Doesn't it make more sense? Uh, ah, uh, ah. Think about it. That's my that's my warm up. Okay. Question. Well, <laughs> that's what I was thinking about last night. <laughs> it's it is something that you have thought about. So yeah, now it's something you will all think about as well, yep. or you won't. You're welcome. Maybe it's not worth thinking about. <laughs> but it just makes more sense. Like, why would you say I'm proud of you? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, you're right, I guess, in a way. And in another way, you're not right at all. <laughs> all right. I would like to be proven wrong. Okay, let's get someone on yeah. here. Anyway. But for now. Should we go to our little accomplishment? Yeah, let's start this thing. All right. Little, little accomplishments, but big in our hearts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Uh, yeah, Grace. Oh, yeah. What have you accomplished? I had, it doesn't feel fair to call this a little accomplishment because I feel like this is the accomplishment of the century. Yeah. I cleaned our weighted blanket. Okay. That Ian and I have on our back. I have so many questions because I too am a weighted blanket lover. Yes. They're How great. do you clean it? The bathtub. You get in the bathtub. Yep. Well, so if it's under a certain weight, you can put it in the washing machine, but mine is like 30 pounds, so I'm not going to do that. I don't know how... I think I've put mine in the washing machine and we just like hoped for the best. I think if it's like 20 pounds or less, you can, mm. but mine is too heavy for that. I was going to use a- an 30 upholst- pounds. Yeah. So I think much. so. Is I it a know. big one? Yeah. It's like a king size one. Oh. Yeah. It's very heavy. Dang. Yeah. Too heavy. So I was going to use like the upholstery cleaner that Lily has let us borrow, but it was going to take forever. So I'd just been like putting it off, putting it off. And I looked it up and someone was talking about the bathtub. I was like, oh, duh, I could just put it in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, you got to get your gin out of there first. <laughs> yeah, clear out my gin, put in my blankie. And so you just do like a little mild detergent in there. And I did some essential oils and then like a little bit of white vinegar to just like give it a good clean. Oh. I don't know, it's just kind of like mixing potions in there. Yeah. And swirl it around, get ready to be absolutely revolted by the water that comes out of it oh. it's upsetting because we have like a cover for our weighted blanket but a, a long time ago we just like didn't bother putting it on one time and then after that it was like You're well like, now i really need to wash the blanket itself before i put the cover on but then i have to wash the blanket itself so i've just been like putting this task off forever yeah. and i'm worried that it's like holding allergens you know lucy sleeps on it i'm sure it's disgusting 
So I finally, finally did it on Saturday. And I did like three rounds of, you know, fill up the bathtub, get it all soapy, squish it out and drain it and then fill it up again. And then like finally rinsed it and it's drying on our living room floor or our dining room floor. And nice. Yeah, it's been wet for like three days. It's almost yeah. there. I think we'll be able to use it tonight. Woo! So it, t- it took a while to dry cozy. out, but it's done. And God, am I proud of myself. Yeah. Because that's been on well, my list forever. I guess the question is, are you going to put the cover on? Yes. I said, we have to put the cover on because I'm not doing this again. <laughs> so Ian knows. He saw how much work it was for me. And so he knows. I think Snickers threw up on our weighted blankets. Uh. So we had to, but I think I just threw it in the washing machine because oh. it's a little baby one. Oh. It may have like permanently kind of like kiltered offset our washing machine, but we just deal oh, yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, a problem. You know, that's okay. Yeah. Well, good. I'm I'm proud of you. Thanks. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. I nice. think you mean you're proud for me. I'm proud for you. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, man. I'm proud for you. You're breaking your own English rules. <laughs> All right, Chris. What did you accomplish this week? Um, This was a really mi- minor thing because the amount of effort I had to do was basically none, but I'm still proud of myself. Hey, little accomplishment. I had someone come over and clean my boiler. Do you know what a boiler is? Um, I just kind of always assumed it was a vague, big container that heats up water for your house. It is. Another word for a boiler is a furnace. And they're different? No, no, no. They're the same. They are the same. No. I thought they were different. And the furnace guy called me and was like, hey, uh, you're you're on my list for spring cleaning for your boiler, which is a main term, apparently, for furnace. I did not know that. I did not either. He goes... So he calls me. He's like, you're on my list of people to call for the spring for spring cleaning of your boiler. And I go, sir, I don't think I have a boiler. He goes, yeah, I cleaned it last year. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, come on over. Oh, yeah, the boiler. (laughs) The boiler. And then I was like, what the fuck is a boiler? I was like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And he's like, yeah, we did it last year, remember? And I was like, yeah. Totally. Call my dad. I go, Dad, is a boiler and a furnace the same thing? He goes, Yes, you dummy. <laughs> I didn't know I that. Didn't know that? Okay, great, good. Because now I feel like the dummy. They're the same thing. It's. A, I guess it's. It sounds like it must be like a main term for for a furnace. I did not. I just thought boiler boils the water, makes yeah, it hot. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize they were the same. I didn't either. Thing. We just called it a furnace, and. Uh, uh, they're the same thing. So fun fact. Wow. wow. Um, I learned and I guess my little accomplishment is I learned something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You got new knowledge. And it is clean. Uh, so that's great. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. Way to clean your boiler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and you learned something. And you learned something. I feel like Maine has a lot of terms like that There's that I didn't so realize were terms. Maine specific. Until I went out into the world. I don't I'm know like, if it's Maine specific or New England specific. Well, like Italians. People don't call subs Italian. Oh, well, it's other a specific. Places. No, no, no. An Italian sandwich is very different. But if you ask for an Italian sub. in Oregon, they're going to be like, what get, the fuck are you yeah, talking they're about? They're going to call it a sub, but it's yeah. completely. The bread is different. I know. But they don't. I don't think they have Italians. For the listeners, an Italian sandwich is made on like a nice, like. Hoagie roll. I guess so. But a better. sub roll. Yeah, it's, it's like a sub it is roll, a sub. but butter. And then it's ham, it's cheese, it's green peppers, it's onions if you want, it's tomatoes, and black olives. Salt and then oil. salt pepper oil. And if you don't put the salt pepper oil on, who are you? And that's the sandwich. That's the main thing. It's called an Italian. It's called an Italian because you get it at Amato's, which is an Italian place. Chain. 
Sure. But it's different from a sub because I feel like the bread on a sub is different. No one's putting green peppers on a sub. I don't like either, so I don't really have any skin in this game. But I'll I just, eat an Italian. I won't eat a sub. I don't well, like Well, if you live in a different state, mm-hmm. let us know if you have Italians or not because I'm curious. I Italian sandwiches. Yes. Yeah, not the people. <laughs> I'm sure you got plenty of Italians. <laughs> the other thing is... Um, what do you call when the letters are slanty, like your fonts? Italics. Okay. You don't say italics? No, I say italics. Italics. So italics and Italian dressing, which is what my dad says, and my grandfather's both say. Italian? Italian dressing. No, that's That's a wrong. very main thing to do. <laughs> we could go on. Yes. Because main is strange. Yeah. Way, but yeah, the, the italics and the Italian dressing is another thing. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you guys just learned a little factoid about Maine. A little Maine. fact about Maine. Yeah. A weird little accomplishment. Little fact. Now, yes. Now we're just, we're educating the public. Yeah. They need to know they about need to know the all these Italians. Things. And not, not the people. boilers. And boilers, <laughs> a.k.a. furnaces. One day we should do a Maine episode where we talk about things in Maine. Yeah. Like snappas, whoopie pies. Whoopie pies, red snappas, uh, brown bread. Brown bread. The Red Hot Dog Festival. Mm-hmm. Lots of things. Moxie. Ugh. We, should, uh, we we Have you ever been to the Moxie Festival? No, but I've tried Moxie. Don't I've care for it. accidentally been a part of the Moxie Festival. <laughs> you just got swept up in yeah, well, the celebration? We were, I was, my dad was taking his boat to the lake and I was going with him. And we had it in a trailer and you have to go on the same route that they go on. And you just like turned into traffic and all of a sudden we're part of the Moxie Parade. <laughs> and all these people kept going, nice <laughs> we like your boat and we're like hey we they thought lost. they were we, they, we were like part of the parade it was great sweet yeah there accidental uh we should go this year uh i'd rather go to like the clam festival i don't like moxie i don't clam festival's I'd... full of people though wait i'd rather go to the red hot dog festival if we're gonna go to oh, any okay, festival okay. that's the one i want to be at that's the one i care about i, I, I love absolutely a red hot dog. agree we have right? to go to the red hot dog festival Let's i've never it. been have you Let's been? do it. No, but Ian's mom, Judy, has. And Judy. She, brought, she brought us back t-shirts. <laughs> so Ian we and I both go. have red hot dog festival t-shirts. I would go. We could do Wolf's Day Out. Wolf's Day Out. At the main red hot dog festival. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, be pretty accurate. One question for the listeners. If you've ever had Red Snapper, write in. Or we'll take a poll question, I guess. Yes. Have you had? Have you or have you not had a red snapper? I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast. It needs before. to be talked about again. Okay. Can't can't have enough red snapper content on the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, it's one of our main <laughs> topics. It's what brings you guys to the podcast. Yep. All right, and on that note, we really got to get into we our do. actual yeah, topic. We actually have a topic, which is dyslexia round two. <laughs> yeah. So. Remember last time we we were like dyslexia focused and we talked about dyslexia. If you haven't listened to that episode, you should. But if you're not going to, we'll do a little mini review. But we talked about just dyslexia and then this episode is going to be more dyslexia plus ADHD. Let's go. All right. A uh, little mini review. So if you didn't want to listen to the episode, we're not going to judge you, but you really should because there's a lot of information and there's a lot of good sources. But, but, but. Last time we talked about it, dyslexia, we learned dyslexia is a learning disability that affects the individual's ability to decode, spell, and sound out words. The most current theory is that people without dyslexia have like a left brain dominant or like activation when they're reading and dyslexics have their right brain activated. And since this is a different 
slash longer pathway. Maybe that's why they have all this trouble with like the decoding and the spelling and the reading. Maybe. Maybe. And then the big point was dyslexia has nothing to do with intelligence. Often people with dyslexia have average to higher intelligence, even though they can't read. So, <laughs> Well, it's not that you can't read. It's that you learn to read in a different way yeah. than is traditionally taught. Yeah. <laughs> you can read. I can. You. It happens. I, I, I'm reading right now. Yeah, look, yeah, you go. look at you go. <laughs> yeah. So, so moving on to the combo. Um, the ADHD dyslexia special, that is me. We'll do some basic statistics. I just Scary have to- statistics. <laughs> it's not very, st- <laughs> I mean, one is. So over 80, did you know over 80% of children with ADHD have at least one additional either psychological neurodivergence diagnosis? So whether that de- be depression, not. bipolar, autism, dyslexia, 80%. So more people than not, if you have ADHD, there's something else in there. Something else going on. You got something brewing, (laughs) which is 80% is like, it's like, it's rarer to have just ADHD Mm. than it is to have a combo. To have a combo. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that soon as well. We're going to do an autism and ADHD episode because you're much more likely to be uh, ADHD plus autistic than you are to just be one or the other. So that's, I think, the most common combo of neurodivergencies yes kind of classic yeah the classic combination that classic combo but 30 percent of children with dyslexia also have adhd which is still a pretty astounding statistic yeah scary statistic scary statistic that's what i'm saying it's it's a pretty high comorbidity so that's what we're dealing with here people (laughs) (laughs) heavy stuff (laughs) There's a lot of similarities between dyslexia and ADHD. It's pretty, it, it kind of makes it difficult to, uh, especially if one's your kid, you're struggling with reading. What is the cause? That's mm. hard to do because they're very similar. They're both genetic. Uh, they're both neurodivergencies. And this has been proven with brain scans. And the big issue is reading challenges. And according to Attitude Magazine, people with ADHD may have trouble paying attention because of their executive dysfunction, whereas people with dyslexia or kids with dyslexia may uh, just stop paying attention because it's so difficult for them Mm -hmm. to read and they're not following along. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard when you're trying to diagnose to kind of suss that out, like which one is it or is it both? And I feel like that's what happened with you when you were little, where they were like, oh, she just has trouble paying attention. But then no, they, like, I think they didn't, honestly they thought I was just ADHD. dumb. I, just, I think they Aww. honestly, like, I, they, I kind of think about this a lot because they were like, oh, she struggles to get to the end of the page. She struggles to get to the end of the sentence. Let's have her use her bookmark in a weird way so she can pay attention, so she can focus. But then there was no, like, there was no further workup of why Hmm. they were trying to treat a problem that they didn't have, like, they didn't know what the problem was. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like they looked super hard. It was because I was a non-problematic kid. Yeah. You know? And working in the school system, you see that a lot where you can see that kids are struggling socially, academically, whatever, but because they're a good, quiet kid and they're not being a big behavior problem, they kind of fall through the cracks because it's like, well, she's not failing. She's not failing. She's not running around the classroom. But, you know, she's like really struggling, but like, 
And I think you said last time that teachers were always like, wow, look at Kristen. She's such a hard worker. Hard worker. That was my my even my mom was like, that's your like best quality. And I was like, Are you gotta be fucking <laughs> that's kidding sad. me. It's not your I'm best a quality. Hard worker. Yeah. You just have to work that much harder. Yeah. You weren't doing it by choice. You were doing right. it because you had to. Had to. I feel like back in the nineties and before, it was very much like either you do schoolwork the way that we have decided based on no re- real research just kind of we decided this is how you teach kids how to it. read this is how you do math this is how you learn in school mm-hmm. sit and listen and if you can't learn that way then oh well you just need to try harder instead of like let's look at the reasons why they might not be able to right. like reach this standard and it's there was like, also the implementation of no child left behind oh which ended up being kind of like let's everybody let's have everybody basically down to the lowest level and teach to the like the lowest level of possibility basically mm. right because weren't the no child left behind tests like super easy uh, and it, it made people teach the test yes we, ch- we do not have the time no and and i am not qualified to talk about no child left behind uh, but uh, we are both products of that yes i think it just kind of exacerbated that effort of like well she's passing the tests yeah it was like let's just it was like let's leave no child behind by like dragging them along whether they're doing well or not you know it was essentially like or like even if they did okay and it took them like half a year to finish or something like that not half a year but it like even if you clearly see them struggling and then the the end product they like figure it out you're Mm -hmm. like oh all good no problems here yeah so upsetting anyway I tr- I'm trying not to dwell on it, but it does kind of bother me. I mean, yeah, you're allowed to be mad about it. It's a huge it's, disability that people miss, a learning disability. It was, you know? I just, it's like, it's so common that yes. I can't like wrap my brain around like, why wasn't anything else done? Why were they like, eh? Dyslexia in the school system, like, is really not talked about that much. Even now, like when I worked in my school in Oregon, mm-hmm. we had like, a few reading specialists who, you know, did probably what you were doing when you were in school, where it's like the slower reading groups, like go to this, we had, we called it the bear room and you would go to the bear room and like practice reading. But even then those teachers were not like specifically dyslexia trained, even though I bet a lot of those kids going to the bear room are dyslexic. Probably. But even then these reading specialists did not have much dyslexia training, if at all. So it's like this weird thing where we know it exists. We know that it's pretty common. Very We know that it really impacts kids' ability to obviously participate in school and like learn. And we know that there are ways that you can teach dyslexic kids to learn how to read that will catch them up to grade level and will make them, will give them the tools to be able to like read at kind of a standard level. Like it's the the research is there and there is a way to teach kids how to read. Uh, But we just like don't. So that's cool. Yay, America. <laughs> Where are they starting? Oh, I'm free. <laughs> so there are a couple differences between dyslexia and ADHD. Obviously, one is a disorder of executive functioning. So, and then one is a decoding issue. So especially in children, ADHD and dyslexia can often present similarly the inattention, the daydreaming, the poor performance with reading and writing. The main difference, and this is according to Attitude Magazine, is usually dyslexia. They often do well in other subjects that don't require a lot of reading, art, math, Mm. the sciences. And then children with ADHD struggle with all classes equally. The struggle's there. Mm. Um, Struggle is real. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would use the term they struggle with all classes equally because we know that ADHDers are motivated by interest. And so I feel like yes. that could skew people's ability to well, like and identify. The, therein it. lies the problem is yes. that it's very hard to discern the the diagnosis is so difficult because you don't you really have to get like an expert in there to suss out whether this is a decoding issue or is this an ADHD yeah. or is it both? Yes. But I can totally see like in the case of dyslexia, like you not doing as well or you doing better in subjects that don't require reading, I do feel like that would be a measurable thing. Like mm -hmm. I noticed that with you, you know, you were always very into the sciences and math and you like did, you weren't really into math, but like you've always been decently into sciences yeah. and you always did well Once in it. Once math, depending on the math, the math had to interest me. Like, like I liked algebra. I did not like calculus, but I did like trig, which was really weird. Algebra made a lot of sense. Not now because I don't use it, but, you know, back in like high school and college where I was a smarter person. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, um, sure. But yeah, yeah, I can. It's, it's very tricky to kind of suss out the difference between the two. They present so similarly. Um, we don't really have a good screening uh, system to differentiate the two. Hmm. But I do feel like a big thing that would it, it would suck to have to like get to this point to be able to like tell the difference. But I do, I think if you, well, the problem is that they're so comorbid that if you have ADHD or if you're dyslexic, there is a big chance that you are also ADHD. But if you're just dyslexic and not ADHD, if you put that dyslexic kid on ADHD meds, it would not obviously help their reading or their schoolwork because they're not having trouble with executive functioning. Right. They're not having trouble with, right. it's not the attention that's the problem, it's the decoding. Right. So like meds would not really impact schoolwork. Whereas if you took an ADHD kid who was struggling because he's just struggling with ADHD, right. he would do better. And also you have to think of maybe not just schoolwork. You have to look at their mm. home life. Like are dyslexics like really struggling to like mm. with ex executive functioning tasks at home? Probably not if they're just dyslexic. And and I think that's really hard to screen for. You Once again, you'd have to go to like an expert, which not everybody has access to. Yep. And, and it makes it really difficult. The the comorbidity and the similarity in presentation really does make it difficult to obtain an accurate diagnosis, treatment plan, and it makes it difficult for research to be performed on either disorder because mm. they're so comorbid and they present so similarly, but they are different. This one study I found was like wild to me, and it talked about from 2009 um, in the journal, uh, the Topics in Language Disorders is the journal um and it was like will cut at all the link is in the reference is so don't worry if you want to read it yourself it has lots of graphs and infographics i was a fan um and it showed that having a comorbid dyslexia adhd those persons tend to have more severe aspects of each disorder mm, that makes um, sense yes so much so they they scored I guess they scored worse, which would be the correct answer, worse in academic impairment, retainment, which is like being held back in school, hmm. social impairment, occupational impairment, and were more likely to have legal difficulties, aka be arrested, oh, than those with ADHD alone, dyslexia alone, or neither. Hmm. So like across the board, they are like having issues in school, issues with jobs, and issues with like legal troubles so yay yay well yeah that makes so, sense there's a correlation between literacy and crime rates right so exactly exactly 
the thing is, is like, how, how, what are we doing about this? And <laughs> across the board, they're like, early diagnosis is key, but you're like, that's like the problem. Like people aren't being diagnosed early enough. So yeah. what do you do in the solution is to treat both disorders, which sounds simple, but can be really difficult because one, you have to figure out, you have to diagnose it. You have to figure out, do they have both disorders? And so all these things that I've been reading are like, yeah, it's a funny thing. If you treat both, they get better. And you're like, what? oh, it's so simple. But then it's it's the buildup of like, you have to like get to the point where you know that they have both. Yeah. And uh, you have to have the resources to right. be able to treat both. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and so so ADHD it may require it definitely requires therapy and behavioral, you know, therapy and possibly medication and dyslexia usually requires some sort of comprehensive reading program which most people don't have access to both and most people don't have access to either at least if you're here in America. Um and so it it is kind of I guess you know, lately I've been struggling with um, kind of like realizing that like this was so missed as a child it, it, with myself. But I guess it sounds like it's a big issue for a lot of people. So I feel less bad, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, there are lots of you out right. there. There's lots There's lots of people like me who were, that were like so like wildly not diagnosed when they should have been. Like I guess obvious presenters is what I would like. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like a – like – a bouncing baby boy <laughs> you weren't. with the ADHD, but I, I do feel like the dyslexia w was definitely, like, obvious. Especially because, you know, everyone's praising you for being such a hard worker. Right. When they put it together that if the student is working that hard and they're still struggling with reading, maybe there's something going on. And struggling enough to be put in a separate reading group. I, yeah. We could talk about it for hours. Like, they clearly knew that there was a problem. They just, like... There was no, like, forethought of, like, what the problem is and how to fix it. Yeah, it's like, know. let's just continue teaching the same exact way we've been right. teaching, but slower. Slower. And that'll do it. Just what if we talk to her really slow? slow? Let's give her a bookmark. <laughs> I also feel uh, like another hard aspect of growing up with undiagnosed dyslexia and ADHD is that, like, English is one of the easiest ways to be able to bullshit your way through because it's not an exact science like science or math me. or anything. It's like that's why I like the sciences. Everything is specific and has a reason. There's no like. No, but then you can be wrong. Fluffery, I guess. I like the fluffery. That's how when I get you're by. reading like a scientific paper. There's no fluff. It's like this is what we did. Mm. Here's the problem. This is why it's important. This is what we did. Here's how we did it. Here's our results. What do we think about it? That is every single paper. There's no like, what's the theme? <laughs> yeah. I really hated that. Because I remember in college, my first semester, I was in the honors college at UMaine. And I quickly was like, never again. Because they made you read, along with all of my other schoolwork, they made you read a book a week. Oh, my God. I know. One was the Odyssey. Which is pretty what? fucking long, yeah. A week? Read it in one week. Oh, my God. I did I, not. I wouldn't do that. I did not, and I didn't. <laughs> Good thing there's a lot written about the Odyssey. So I just, like, read the spark notes, and I'm like, I got the gist of it. But it was like you read a book a week, and you had to discuss all of this, like, fluffery, like, theme. <laughs> Why do you think – I remember reading Aristotle, which – you know, it was great to, like, learn, like, the history of medicine, but I'm like, this is not relevant anymore. 
we know that he's wrong. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> someone's going to get really mad that I said that. But, well, whatever. Um, but yeah, I just I, – I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that story. Well, uh, there is a lot of value to uh, fiction reading, I will say, and that there are a lot of studies that show that it is – I like is... to read fiction. Do you? I, I, yeah, I'm reading, um, I'm reading a sexy book. Ooh. Gracie, our friend, recommended I'm listening to it. Nice. Oh, what's it called? It's about, oh, oh, it's, uh, oh, court of, the Court of the Thorns and oh, Roses. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm on book two. Nice. Good it's job. getting steamy. Um, yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's, there's, it's, uh, it's nice. Yeah. Well, there is an accommodation you're giving yourself by listening to audiobooks. I'm loving, so I have a library card now. And so I get to listen to books. Yeah. So, but nice. now I, I think I just finished the second book. So now, and then it, I have to wait 30 days for the third book because it's on hold for me. Hmm. And so now I'm like, what do I do? I have trouble with fantasy because I can't picture anything in my head. And so I kind of just am thinking about the concepts of these characters uh, and I don't really have any solid anchor I, in reality. I guess I have like vague concepts. Like I can't picture anybody's face. Yeah. But they, I picture like basic, you know, human shaped blobs. <laughs> yeah, I don't even really pay attention to like characteristics, descriptors of places. Yeah. I'm kind of just like, okay, I know I have an idea of where they are. I have an idea of who this person is. Yeah. But I feel like I don't really pay attention to like physical descript descriptors in books like ever. So I can't picture them. So like, like why that. do I need to know if her yeah. eyes are blue? I yeah. don't give a shit. Don't give Doesn't a mean shit anything about her to me. eyes. Yeah. I know. And and so I'm also so not only am I reading these books, I'm reading a I'm listening to a podcast have you ever done deep dives on last podcast on the left? I was waiting to read the book before oh, I did okay. the deep dives. Well, just listen to the book. They do. So their latest deep dive is The Court of Thorns yes, and Roses. which is why I want to read it so and I can listen to the deep like dive. It's like my two favorite people doing it. They do a really good job. I bet they do. But yeah, they're always talking about like, oh, and isn't her descripting words for this like so great? And I'm like, don't know. <laughs> Turns out one town has a rainbow in it and was like kind of a big deal. Didn't know. I like, didn't, <laughs> didn't, pay didn't pay attention. Didn't pay attention that there was like a big important rainbow. You got the gist of it. Yeah. It's a town. Yeah. Also, I do want to let you know, I have been listening to Riverdale Roundup, even have though I you? don't watch Riverdale. I love it. I just, I get it. It's good. Should we watch Riverdale? I think you should just listen to the podcast. I think, you know what I think we should do? I think we should, we should have our own book club or maybe trash TV talk. Yes, I want to do. Okay. I would love to do a trash TV talk. I think we should both. Pick, I already do that. I know we should both pick something to watch, okay. either together or separate, and then come back and talk about it. I would love. I'll that. I'll take notes. I love talking about TV. All right, let's do it. I don't watch a lot of TV because I I have a I hard do. time committing. <laughs> like, I hate starting. Once I start a new show, I'm like, this is great. Yeah, but I hate. Making the decision. Yep. Here's another. Here's another poll question. Do you have a hard time starting a new show? Like I, I, I bet I, you do because it's a transition. It's so like everybody's like, oh, you gotta watch Beef. Have you? Yeah, I did watch it. Is it good? It's good. I've heard some bad things about one of the guys that's in it has done some shitty stuff, oh, and they no. kind of just like cast him anyways, and they're getting some pushback about that so that sucks i didn't know that until after i watched it oh but i love ali wong she's great and i yeah i enjoyed it i all right i like it to... it's more serious than i expected it really? to be really well that's kind of intense thing. i'm like so lately i've been like super depressed and that's been really fun to deal with i think it's just cloudy i think it's a seasonal yep. thing yeah um, i've talked about it on the facebook group everybody had like lovely advice and i really appreciate it made my day 
And I cannot watch anything serious. I'm. It's just. It's gonna like. Then don't watch it. It's upset. It can be upsetting. I, All right. I can't even watch anything upsetting. I. I. That's why I watched Fascinating Fun Guy the other night because I was like, mm. this will make me happy. All right. Well, I have a recommendation for you okay. then. Watch The Last Man on Earth. Is it funny? It's very funny. It's Will okay. Forte. He created it and stars in it. Okay. And uh, Kristen Schall, Schall, Schall is in it. I don't know who any of these Louise people. from Bob's Burgers. <gasps> I love Louise. Yeah. Okay. So she's in it. It's just, it's okay. kind of, it's lighthearted. It's silly. Uh, Will Forte's character is incredibly irritating the first season and you want to punch him in the okay. face and that's how good of an actor he is. Okay. Oh, God, he plays that role so well. I fucking hate him. But it his character gets less annoying and it's just... It makes me laugh. Ian is kind of sick of it. He gets sick of Will Forte. I could watch him forever. Who's Will Forte? I'm trying I to think of what he's in that you don't know. He was on SNL. MacGruber. He's MacGruber. Oh, MacGruber! <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. There okay. you go. Yeah. I was trying to think of something you would know. It's MacGruber from SNL. I <laughs> and he does a lot of like voice acting yeah, and yeah, a lot of yeah. just like MacGruber. weird roles. Oh my god, they made a movie MacGruber. Yeah. So anyways. 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez. Anyway. Anyways, we are way, way wow. off track. Wow. Well, we're kind of winding down to the end of our episode. That really got so. away from us. Oh, we are? Okay. Yeah, that, that's all I had, really. I mean, everything I read was just kind of the same thing. Like, it's hard to differentiate the two. It's really, really difficult. But you should treat both because they're different, you know, disorders and they have different treatments. Mm. And usually people who have both do way, way worse. <laughs> and it's also like the only real treatment for dyslexia is like when you're young, learn how to read a different way. Yes. So I feel like exactly. once you miss that boat. Right. It's, it's, and it's, so I guess I felt like really defeated writing this episode because I'm like, <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. It's not like with ADHD where it's like, whoa, now that I know this, I can accommodate here, my executive yeah, functioning all these and cool take techniques meds. techniques and yeah. maybe meds and maybe therapy with dyslexia. They're like, ah, oh, that is childhood sucked for you, didn't it? Get in a time machine. Yeah. Go back 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> Learn how to read differently. Sorry you had a bad childhood. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could, like, relearn how to read. Uh, that that could be something you could do. You could do a, a dyslexia reading program. I could. I, I've got you the won't. gist of it now. Yeah, though. you've come I mean, this far. I've come this far. I feel like I'm too stubborn to relearn how to read. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I wonder if there's, like, accommodations you can use when you're reading and you feel like you're having a hard time. Well, I've been having Google read to me sometimes mm. when I read articles. Okay. And then I think what I've learned from this experience yes, of diagnosing myself with dyslexia because I aced every test. Yeah, you knocked that out of the Nailed park. it. Yeah. Is to, I guess, be more forgiving for myself because mm. for a very – because, you know, for my entire life – I think – did we talk about this at the last episode – I basically have lived my life thinking that I was just like genuinely stupider mm. than the average person because I had such a hard time reading. Yeah. And it turns out that it's like an actual like disability reading. Like there's a there's a name to yep. the problem. Yeah. And it's nice to have a name to the problem. It wasn't a matter of like you need to try harder, work right. harder. Right. Or maybe you're, you're, you're not smart enough. Yeah. Um, it has nothing to do with intelligence. Right. Yeah. All um, right. So, there's so, so I, I guess I've learned to be a little bit more forgiving, and I also have that that fucking Catholic guilt of like using accommodations like audiobooks. I feel like it's cheating, but it's not cheating at I, what? I know. <laughs> I I know. It's not a competition. It's, it's not a competition. <laughs> That's why I'm like, why are you like this? 
this. Well, but I feel I'm, like there is this weird stigma around audiobooks. Like even my mom has made comments about how they're not it's books. not really it's reading. Not reading. I'm like, yeah. then what is it? What, what am I doing here? Is someone else reading a book out loud to me? Is yes. listening to you reading a book out loud to me when I was little? Does that not count as reading? Right. It's anyway. Um, yeah, I know. I know. It, it's for some reason it just feels like cheating, and I know it's not because it's an accommodation. Yeah. And then when I have, when I'm like tired and my brain doesn't want to work anymore and, but I still have to read stuff, mm. I have like the Google read it to me nice. while I'm also reading so I can like mm. see it and hear it and that sticks in my brain a little bit better. There you go. So I think, I guess I've become a little bit more, I've forgiven myself a little bit more. Yeah. You say Catholic guilt. I say internalized ableism. Okay. Because that's really what it is, is this ableist idea that there's this right and wrong way to read and there's this right and wrong way to be intelligent you know and that intelligent intelligence is this very specific set of skills that you have and if you don't have them you're stupid which is very ableist completely agree but i also want to blame the catholics well it's both i would say (laughs) It's, it's a combo all right all right if you have dyslexia and you want to chat hit me up on the Instagrams, uh, you can chat with us at weirdsoffeather@gmail.com. You can. There's a Facebook group. I'd love to chat with you there. Some people have private messaged me. That's also great. It's getting to be spring now, so maybe I'll. I'll um, I've kind of been kind of like a blubbering mess because Same. it's been so cloudy. But I'm I think off the grid. I think I'm getting better. I'm going to try and be more social because interacting on the Facebook group, everybody's so positive there. I know. It's and really it's, lovely. Every time I go on and like see that everybody's like chatting, it makes me so happy because people are so dang nice. I know. And like supporting each other yeah, and giving and, each like, other encouragement. Helpful advice or just, yeah, just kind words all around. So I'm like, one, that's one of my goals is to be more active on the, the Facebook group a little bit more and mm. because every time I go on, I'm like, what a good idea. I'm so uplifted right now. Yeah. But anyway, that's one of my goals. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. You can email us at weirdsoffeather at gmail.com. And you can buy us a little coffee. Yeah. At ko-fi.com slash weirdsoffeather. I'll put that in the resources as well. So you can go buy us a coffee if you please. And for those of you who have bought us a coffee, thank you. Yes, thank you guys so much. We appreciate we, your support. I, I think that's it, right? I think that's that it. it? Yeah, you it? ready? We got an interesting bod today. Wow, okay. All right, yeah. Thanks for joining us for yeah. this dyslexia episode. And we're going to bo- bod you out. Yeah. Yeah, bod out. Okay, so this bod, you picked this bod. I did. You did. So. You want me to talk about it? No. Um, <laughs> okay. I want to talk about it, right. but I think you need to just make sure I'm saying the right things. Okay. So our bot today is the starling, and those are the birds. You've probably seen them on, like, YouTube or Planet Earth or something like that. Or outside which, your window. They're very common. Apparently. And there's a reason for that. They, like, blob together, and they and it's really cool because they're, like, this sentient blob in the sky flying around, you know? Yeah, they all move together in yes, these like that's what I swirls and swoops and yeah, it looks they like work a- more as like a hive mind. Yeah. When they're together. And it's called a murmuration of starlings. And researchers don't really know why they do this, which is weird. Like they don't know oh, the purpose know of it. I don't like, I don't know the purpose. There's either. not a function behind why they do it. Maybe they just like it. Yeah, maybe they're just having so they're fun. Just like, hey, wouldn't this be great if we were at syn- it, like synchronized swimming, but yeah. for birds. Oh. 
show. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they're just having fun. Although they're not very, like, get it together, starlings. Like, where's their coach? They're just a blob. I mean, they do well, though. They do well. The blobs are beautiful. If the blob is the goal, then they have aced it. The blob is the goal, I think. Go look it up if you've never seen this murmuration of starlings, because it's wild how they all move together. It's like an ocean wave. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Apparently, they're, like, super invasive to the Americas because some douchebag. Some idiot. Named Eugene Schifferdine. (laughs) You nailed it. (laughs) Released a bunch in Central Park in New York because you're going to have to, because Shakespeare mentioned them and he was like, you got to put them in Central Park. Yeah, this guy was trying to introduce every single bird that Shakespeare ever mentioned in his works into the Americas for some reason. This is a man with too much time on his hand. This is very Gorse-esque. Where it's like, what are you doing? Why didn't you think about the ramifications right. of what introducing Never this new species would do? introduce a new species unless you know for sure it's not going to be like an issue. Yeah. And you should be a scientist if you're going to do that. So now they're like super invasive. They cause millions of dollars of damage to crops. In I the think Ameri- it's at a billion dollars. A billion? Of damage each year. Holy To uh, like crops. Grain. Yeah. And grains grain. and stuff. And a word which I definitely spelled wrong. They can mimic sounds as well as parrots, which made it super duper difficult to find a bird call because there's so fucking many. Because they're always fooling around, making different sounds. Making different sounds. Pick a sound. Stick with it. Right? Let's hear it. Meep, meep. Meep, 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 meep. It's a sandpiper. Pew, pew. I, we are really bad at. We need to get an expert bird caller in here. Pew. No, I don't know. I think we're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> I mean, it might not be a starling, but it's something. It is a noise that we're making. 